Steph Curry threw down one of the single greatest nights. Uh, excuse me. Let me correct that. The single greatest night of Game 7 basketball in the history of Game 7s, possibly nights as well. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. It is great to have you here. Welcome back to the Plus. I see the Army has certainly gathered early today. whole bunch of people already checking in on the stream, or I should say the chat. Uh, Yosarian, Otis Bird, True Blue Forever. Everybody's in there early today. Postman and Capitola. All of our friends. East Bay Ricardo. R.I.P. Cougar, you're all there early today. Thank you so very much. We got we got the Lakers coming up, but we'll get to that tomorrow because it is officially time to bask in what happened last night. Uh, along with Steph Curry throwing down, I believe, the greatest game of his entire career, you had Kevon Looney essentially turn into Moses Malone. I mean, he was unbelievable. And what a series the two of them had and the Warriors in seven games extinguish the beam. Wow. Unbelievable. When the Golden State Warriors get rolling, you see other teams' shoulders start to slump. You see guys looking at the tips of their Nikes. You see starters go to the bench and they put the towel over their head and they just kind of sit there. The Warriors snatch spirit as well as any great team in the history of sports is able to just extract the spirit and will to win from their opponent. They basically, they murder souls. And they do it in real time. You can see the other team's willingness to win, their ability to compete. You see it getting murdered in real time right over your television when it happens. They destroy franchises. Now look, the De'Aaron Fox Kings have a bright future in front of them. But this team destroys franchises. The James Harden Rockets, the Chris Paul Clippers, the Kevin Durant Thunder, the LeBron James Cavaliers, the Total Bitches Grizzlies, the Luka-led Mavericks, the Jason Tatum Celtics, who, you know, they got a game one against the 76ers tonight, so they're not done. But the Golden State Warriors destroy franchises' will to win, to even compete. It's incredible. It's incredible how good they are. Um, it's all just another day of work for the Warriors at the office. They've been putting in this work at the office for a decade. And apparently the speech that Steph Curry gave at Chase Center, you know, you've already probably read the story where Draymond texted Steph, man, I can't sleep. And Steph's like, yeah, me neither. And they go into a film session. And instead of Draymond firing up the troops, Steph just says, sit down. I got this. You don't want to win tonight, don't get on the bus. Doesn't matter if you get 40 minutes or no minutes. Maybe he's looking at Kaminga when he says that. Doesn't matter. If you don't want to win, don't get on that goddamn bus. And a man who says little, when he says something, it echoes. There's absolutely no doubt that the Golden State Warriors took Steph Curry's willingness to win that game to heart. And it was on full display up in Sacramento. A spectacular night of basketball. The reviews are officially in. 
I want to share with you, citing my sources. I don't want to thank anybody. I'm ripping anybody off here. This is from Hooping Ground, who said last night, there have been 147 Game 7s in NBA history, the highest level of pressure that a game can have, with so many of the greatest players playing on them, and no one, no one has ever done what Steph Curry did. He put up 50 in a closeout game. Mark Spears said Curry had 50 points and one turnover. Curry's the first player with 50 points and zero or one turnovers in a series-clinching win since individual turnovers were first tracked going back to 77-78. In other words, not only was he masterful with the ball, he didn't give it up. Warriors only turned the ball over seven times. I've said it before. When they don't step on their own dicks, they're hard to beat. And they didn't do any dick-stepping last night. Warriors muse, Steph Curry is the first player to make 20 field goals in a playoff win since Allen Iverson back in 2003. We're talking 20 years ago. Kyle Madsen, one of my severance brothers. Kyle Madsen, Kevon Looney had as many 20-rebound games in this series as David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Carl Malone, Dikembe Mutombo, and Bill Walton had in their entire playoff careers. That's what Kevon Looney became in this series. He was unbelievable. By the way, Jason, here on the chat, no dick-stepping. Thank God. No, you don't want any dick-stepping. Vincent Frank, NFL guy who now covers the Raiders in Vegas, but he's from the Bay. Kevon Looney's past five games, 6.8 points per game, 18 rebounds, 5.4 assists per game, a plus-minus of plus 55. And when you look, when Kevon Looney grabbed more than 14 rebounds, the Warriors won this game in the series. It's just that simple. Game one, nine rebounds, it's a loss. Game two, seven rebounds, it's a loss. Game three, 20 rebounds, they win. Game four, 14 rebounds, they win. Game five, 22 rebounds, they win. Game six, 13 rebounds, it's a loss. Game seven, 21 rebounds, 10 of them coming on the offensive glass, and they win. I want all of you, all of you to be winners today, but I can't get everyone lunch today, but my man, Ike, oh, he's over there. There he is. My man, Ike, what a friend my man, Ike is a official sponsor of the Damon Bruce show. This is not a surprise to anyone. I've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, but today is the first day of the sponsorship and to let you know how much my man, loves not just me, but all of you who love sports and have supported Damon Bruce Plus, he wants to go ahead and get 20 of you a sandwich, and here's what you have to do. It's really easy. Number one, download the Ike's app. You have to have the Ike's app, and then email me the email that you use to sign up for the Ike's app. These are the two important steps. Download the Ike's app. Send me the email, and you send that email to plusprizes at gmail.com. Plusprizes at gmail.com. 20 of you will be randomly selected to go ahead and win a sandwich. Lunch on my buddy Ike. What a friend. What a guy. 
I don't need to tell you how good the sandwiches are. I'm sure every single one of you has had one. He wants you to have one on him today. 20 randomly selected viewers are going to win a sandwich. Lunch on my boy. Ike, you are my boy. Let me tell you, brother. I love you so much. You are an unbelievable entrepreneur. You are a top-notch human being, along with being a top-notch businessman and someone who spreads the gospel of love and sandwiches every single place he goes. Ike, thank you for coming aboard. And we have another sponsor that we'll officially be getting to later, but you can see right there on the cup. And oh no, this isn't exactly a cup of whiskey, but let's just say it's a coffee. And maybe, oh, maybe I Irished it up just a little bit. We won't be doing straight bottle pulls today. I was drunk on Friday. Ike, I love you so much. I put you over the Bobby Knight autographed basketball. I mean, if that's not love, I don't know what is. If that is the highest honor you can get on the plus, you covered up the Bobby Knight basketball. My man, my man, Ike, again, download the Ike's app. Email me the email that you use to sign up for the Ike's app because the coupon for your free sandwich, should you be randomly selected to win one, will be sent to your app, the Ike's app. Email me at plusprizes, P-L-U-C-E-P-R-I-Z-E-S at gmail.com. And that's how we're going to get some of you fed today. Ike, you are the man, brother. Thank you so much for everything you've done. I wonder if he's already weighing in here on the tech. He is. Boom. I love you more, Damon. Cheers, brother. You are the best. I want to get back to game seven, obviously. But let's get a lot of people lunch. Um... Micah Adams, who's a stat guy, says, here's the list of players with more than 20 rebounds in a true road game in a Game 7. Elgin Baylor, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Dave Cowens, Kevon Looney. Got to turn that space heater off. That thing is cranking today. Isn't that incredible, though? Basically, the list is Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Kevon Looney. Somebody asked the other day, uh, just last night, as a matter of fact. Do you think that Kevon Looney could maybe be a Hall of Famer? No, no, stop it. Kevon Looney is not a Hall of Fame basketball player, but he is officially now angling to get his jersey retired one day by the Golden State Warriors, which is a massive compliment, a huge achievement for a guy who very early in his career looked like a maybe. He has turned into an integral part of the Warriors' success. They wouldn't have success. They wouldn't be out of this series without him. They needed every single one of Steph Curry's points in this series. They needed every single one of Kevon Looney's rebounds in this series. And Kevon Looney, he ate Sabonis alive. I saw this from Tom Haberstrow. Kevon Looney and Damana Simonis played 183 minutes on the floor in this series. Looney finished with 38 points, 92 rebounds, 27 assists, 7 turnovers. Sabonis outscored him, 83 points, 55 rebounds, 25 assists, 18 turnovers. In the minutes they were on the floor together, Looney was plus 44, Sabonis was minus 44. That goes a long way. Look at Ike just reaching out, just loving people. It's sandwiches and loves, baby. It's sandwiches and loves. What about 
No loony statue? Oh, loony's on the statue. I've always said this has always been an ensemble. As much as it is Steph, it's an ensemble. And th- it's going to be a team-wide statue, and Looney is right out in front with Steph Clay and Dre now. He is. He is the fourth most important warrior of this group. And obviously, Andrew Wiggins is on his way to joining that. But I don't know if Andrew Wiggins is going to win another championship ring with the Warriors. Looney's got multiple. Um, Just a, an outstanding night of basketball. A historically significant Night of basketball. Harrison Barnes, oh my God. Like, I really like Harrison Barnes as a person. He's fantastic. Um, As a basketball player in a game seven, he is a massive choke artist. There's just no other way to say it. Uh, I don't know if he can really continue with the Sacramento Kings after the way that he played. He had four points in game seven. He was one for four. He has no confidence shooting a basketball in a big game. In his Game 7's all-time, 4 points, 10 points, 5 points, 0 points. Harrison Barnes is not cut out for high-pressure, high-leverage basketball. He just isn't. Nice player, good guy, folds like a cheap suit in the postseason. Hate to say it, but it's the truth. There is no bigger truth than this. Steph Curry is a straight-up, killer straight up og murderer if you ever put his ability into a guy who is six six or taller up to seven feet you very well could have the single greatest basketball player of all time look size matters in the nba it always has it always will and since the entire media world is constantly obsessed, I mean obsessed with ranking and trying to measure one player against another for historical significance or whatever, whatever. They're constantly measuring everything. Who is the greatest of all? This guy, that guy. Is he? Did he pass him? Is he in the top five now? Is he in the top 10 now? Did he crack the top 12? What about the top 75? Clay Thompson didn't make the top 75. Well, he's guaranteed to make the top 100. You know, whatever. Just... I think I officially have something that the media can feel free to use when trying to describe who Steph Curry is. In the history of basketball, Steph Curry is the single greatest non-physical freak of nature in the history of basketball. If you walk past Steph Curry in a supermarket, you wouldn't say there's an NBA player. There's a world-class athlete. There's someone who is going to dominate an entire league full of really tall guys. You would never say that. Stephen Wardell Curry is the single greatest non-physical freak basketball player of all time in a sport where size matters. No one has ever made it matter less than Steph Curry. Unbelievable. What a leader. He does it quietly. He's not a brash, spotlight, attention seeker, never has been, never will be. He's willing to lead from the front, from the sidecar, wherever you need it, he'll give it to you. And now, what is probably going to be, you know, everyone talks about the last dance. Is it the last dance? I I think this is going to be the last dance between Warriors versus LeBron. 
And man, oh man, oh man, it is officially coming up starting on Tuesday night at Chase Center. 7 o'clock tip-off. The game's on TNT. It's Warriors and Lakers. It doesn't get any better than that, folks. It just does not get any better than that. Clay Thompson has been waiting for this postseason matchup his entire career. He's got it. Clay, you got to respond better than you did in this King series. Clay wasn't great in this series. I think Clay needs to be great for the Warriors to get past the Lakers. But I'll tell you what, here's what the Warriors have officially earned. I ain't betting against them until somebody actually knocks them out of this tournament. They're like Frankenstein. They just keep coming and coming and coming. They just keep coming. There's no stopping them. They destroy teams' souls. That's what the Golden State Warriors do. What's the hallmark of this franchise? They're soul snatchers. You can see the moment in these games where the other team loses their confidence and their ability to win. And I'll tell you when it happened in this game, last night in Game 7. An incredible sequence in the third quarter for the Golden State Warriors. You got Curry missing a layup. Kevon Looney gets the offensive rebound. The ball is kicked to Steph in the corner, who misses a three. Andrew Wiggins tries to set off the Richter scale in Northern California with a putback dunk that goes off the back of the rim and nearly hits the ceiling of the Golden One Center. That thing went so high, the ball just happens to come down in Steph Curry's hand. Dribble, 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 layup. Two points. Timeout Kings. The Warriors go up seven in that moment. It's their largest lead of the game. Curry only had 28. I mean, he is just halfway through where he would go in his point total. But that was the moment where for the first time in this series, you saw those Kings shoulders go, and you saw guys put that towel over their head on the bench. You saw guys in that timeout not high-fiving each other back to the bench, but they're looking at the tips of their own sneakers as they're starting to walk back to Mike Brown. I think that's when they knew. I think that's when Golden One Center knew. I think that's when the Warriors knew. I know that's when Mike Brown knew it. Mike Brown's starting to talk about rebound, 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 rebound. He threw the double team and the traps on Steph way too late in that game. The damage had been done. That was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. We got two playoff games tonight. We got a game one between the 76ers and the Celtics. We got a game two between the Nuggets and the Suns. Nuggets trying to go up 2-0 on Kevin Durant and company. Devin Booker's been great, but they weren't better than the Denver Nuggets. In game number one, Denver kind of ran away with that. Let's see if they do it again tonight. Um, tomorrow game one, uh, look, we will spend all tomorrow's show previewing Warriors and Lakers. I, I, I t- today's about basking in what happened post nasal drip. Those kids, they're germ factories. I swear to God, my wife, myself, Jack or Ozzy, 
every single one of us gets sick every three weeks for the last three years since Jack was born, basically. Oh, the little germ factories. They're adorable, but ugh. Not only do I thank my man Ike for joining me today as an official sponsor of the Damon Bruce Show, my man Charles Richards, who just saw me wearing a Metallica t-shirt and is a, a fan of the show, a fan of what I do, sitting in the audience, he reached out to me and said, you ever try that whiskey? I sure have, Charles. And thanks to you, my friend, unlike Ike, who's been a friend of mine now for 16, 17 years, I met Charles three weeks ago on the internet. It's like, it's a, it's like a dating app, the plus. Relationships are built. And uh, he is the liquor rep for blackened whiskey, a true American whiskey, all sorts of yummy, burnt caramel notes. I mean, I love it. You saw me pulling from the bottle on Friday. We're not doing that again today. Daddy's got to go do some things this Monday afternoon, so I can't be walking around a little buzzed like I was on Friday after the show. You can go and check the tape if you want. There were an egregious amount of bottle pulls. Let me tell you, this whiskey's phenomenal. It's at a very approachable price point. And what I love, number one, it is produced by Metallica. I mean, it's it's backed by Metallica. But Metallica is not using the band's reputation to sell the whiskey. They're using their own whiskey's reputation to sell the whiskey. And it's got a reputation that's going to sell itself. Which, by the way, is why we make such great partners. Because I'm using my reputation to sell myself. Who needs a freaking station when you got a channel, baby? So, all I can tell you is that we've been doing this a month together now. Like, one month. April 3rd was our first official plus show. We're not even at April 3rd yet. Over 5,000 subscribers, thousands upon thousands of podcast downloads, two sponsors officially secured, Ike's and Blackened Whiskey. And look at this. This thing is growing. And Jillian's done an incredible job. Par for the course, I am slightly above average myself. You fans. You listeners, you viewers, your response has been the difference in all of this. You've been incredible, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, truly do. I said something yesterday uh, on the Emergency Warrior Game 7 postgame, because nobody gives postgame like your boy, um, that Jordan Poole is basically a jack-in-the-box taco, <laughs> and people really like that. So I want to bring it up one more time in case you didn't watch yesterday. So Jordan Poole is either the best worst player the Warriors got or the worst best player the Warriors got. Kind of like a jack-in-the-box taco. Like, on its surface, it probably should disgust you. But it's also somehow incredibly satisfying in the right moments as well. 
Jordan Poole is a jack-in-the-box taco. I can't decide if that thing is just disgusting or fantastic. It depends on the mood that I'm in. And Jordan Poole did not have a good Game 7. He did not have a good series. If the Warriors are going to beat the Lakers, it's time for Jordan Poole to get on the damn bus. Ride along with his team. Stop turning the ball over. Stop slipping all over. How come everybody wears sneakers, but this guy's wearing ice skates on a basketball court? I've never seen any. He 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 slips and falls like he's shaggy from Scooby Doo. His legs get going so fast. Just slow down. And I'll tell you, that's a big reason why the Warriors won that game last night. They controlled the pace of that game. They slowed it down. I know that. Malik Monk might have earned some ire from the Golden State Warriors by calling him old after that Game 6 win. Here's the thing. Malik Monk ain't wrong about that. The Warriors are an older basketball team. Full stop. Nothing to debate. Number two, the Warriors, I think, realized that we can't go out there 36 hours after getting blown out in Game 6 at home and just go full-on track meet with the Kings, and that's when the Warriors played their best basketball. I tweeted last night that the offense just can't be dribble, 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 step back three from Steph Curry. That's not going to win. And then, you know, Steph is 50, and everyone's like, oh, this aged poorly. By the way, if you've ever on Twitter said, you know, this didn't age very well. You are the most basic bitch. Go get your pumpkin spice latte right now. Be original. And what I said carries weight because when Steph stopped the dribble, 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 step back three hero ball, that's when he got his 50. He gets his 50 going to the rack, kids. Steph Curry went off last night playing a pick and roll and slowing the game down. The Warriors slowed the game down. Now, this is where Styles is going to make fights against the Lakers because the Lakers like to play carefully and slow it down too. It's going to be a fascinating matchup. Warriors and Lakers starting tomorrow. We're going to get into Club Plus here, so grab your your whiskey, your Ike sandwiches, your jack-in-the-box tacos. My plan today was to have uh, an Ike sandwich here to show you how lovely it was and present it to you and say, mm, just look at that. But the Stonestown Ikes doesn't open until 11 a.m. And I'm I'm on the air at 11 a.m. So that didn't happen. We'll make it happen at some point. I will show you sexy sandwiches. That is my promise. I will show you sexy sandwiches. I will show you sexy bottles of whiskey. But today we got a, a cup that says blackened on it. And again, my man Ike, he gets to cover the Bobby Knight basketball. That's what he gets to do. But wait, I got to bring Bobby back because we're talking basketball. There's really not much to say about uh, anything going on in Major League Baseball right now. Not with, hey, if you were a road team in a Game 7 last night, you had a hell of a night. Both Game 7s in the NHL end with the road team losing, or no, excuse me, winning, beating the home team. What a choke job from the Boston Bruins, who are up 3-1 in a series, up 3-2 with a minute left in Game 7 on their home ice. They allow a tying goal in the last minute of regulation, and then in overtime, they're beaten by the Florida Panthers. That is another... Dude, 
Eight seeds didn't beat ones, and 16s didn't beat one seeds in the NCAA tournament. But now that, that happens. Sports are changing. Now, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss wrote an incredible article about how, don't take failure away from me, Giannis, because failure, the concept of your failing, is a great part of measuring what is true success. Giannis might not want to say the Milwaukee Bucks failed and he can package it as flowery as he wants to. They failed. The Boston Bruins, and here's what I love about Boston sports fans. There isn't a single person in Boston today trying to let the Bruins down lightly after winning an NHL record amount of games in the regular season. They're called fucking failures all over Boston today. No, There's no beating around that bush. Ethan Sherwood-Strauss with this phenomenal article. One last thing. Uh, oh, no, you know what's also a failure? The Oakland A's. Did you see that they're actually on pace? The Oakland A's are on pace to go 30 and 132. Failure in Mexico City, the Giants, they'd lost two down there. The first game was a uh, a launching pad of home runs. The second game, less so. But uh, two in a row lost to the Padres in Mexico City. Three in a row overall now lost by the Giants after their five-game winning streak. And they're in Houston tonight. So things don't get easier. We have from now until week one to talk about what the NFL draft looked like for the 49ers. I'll say this about the NFL draft. It would have cost me my house. It would have cost me my house if the bet was offered to me, you Will the 49ers draft an offensive lineman? You bet your house, and if you win, we'll double the size of your house. If you lose, we're taking your house from you. I would have fully bet the house that the 49ers were going to draft an offensive lineman. They didn't. Mel Kuyper did not like their draft. I'll say this. To me, the breathless analysis of draft picks is ridiculous because just because a kid was a good player and flashes physical traits and has them doesn't mean anything to the NFL. There's nothing that proves whether or not you're an NFL player until you play in the NFL. No amount of college resume, impressive physical traits has ever guaranteed anyone's success in this league. Everyone is a physical specimen, the NFL finds out who the real dogs are. And you got to be a dog to play in this league. I'll say this. Of all the conferences that I watch, I watch the Big Ten more than anything. And Jair Brown, the first pick of the 49ers draft, number 87, the safety out of Penn State, that kid can play. He certainly could play in college. He is a player. He is all over defending passes, supporting the run, And if John Lynch sees something he likes in a safety, I tend to give John Lynch the benefit of the doubt there. Ask Talanoa Hufanga if John Lynch can spot an NFL player at a position he became a Hall of Famer in. Number 99, and I think this is why, another reason why Mel didn't like this draft. He said that they needed an offensive lineman and they didn't draft one. And... They took a kicker. They took a kicker in the third round, Jake Moody, 
out of Michigan, and I'm going to tell you I've watched enough Michigan games to tell you this kid's got a really big leg on him. He's a good kicker. The whole, you know, you don't draft a kicker. Conceptually, I get it. However, they're like every single franchise in football history, their leading scorer is a kicker. Uh, uh, kickers are points. Straight up points or not points. So I don't mind drafting, as long as the guy is good at it, a kicker in the third round. I don't. They take the tight end, Cameron Latu, out of uh, out of Alabama. Again, Alabama is one of those breeding grounds of NFL talent. Can't really shake your stick at that pick. Not much of a an athlete receiver, but a good blocker, a compliment to George Kittle, who we all know is the established tight end. So that makes that makes sense. And after that, it was cornerback, an edge rusher from Georgia. Really can't complain about that. A linebacker, another tight end, a wide receiver from Michigan, and a linebacker from Purdue who probably doesn't even make the team, to be honest with you. I'm not just saying that because he went to Purdue, but, you know, Purdue. Um, it was a little bit of a weird draft. I thought for sure they were going to take multiple offensive linemen. They took zero offensive linemen. That did surprise me a little bit. It really did. Am I shaking the table too much? If I get things going on, is it just me? Are my eyes going funny? I need to back up. Get your elbows off the table, Damon. Uh, if you joined me last night on the AMP app, we had an awful lot of fun there. My set list was hot fire, just like Steph Curry was. The set list, as always, starts with uh, How to Kill a Radio Consultant by Public Enemy. Followed by Zero to 100 by Drake. Clean Up Woman by Betty Wright. Go listen to that song right now if you don't know what it is. Clean Up Woman by Betty Wright. Great song. Mama Said Knock You Out. LL Cool J. Grand Verbalizer. What Time Is It by X-Clan. How I Could Just Kill a Man by Cypress Hill. Uh, Good Feeling by Flo Rida. Warriors Victory Song. Had to do it. Happy by Pharrell. Respect by Aretha Franklin. And then a tweezer reprise. uh, January 2nd, 2016 from MSG. The set list was fire. And I'll be on the AMP app again Tuesday night live from Chase Center as soon as that game goes final. So download that app. But I want to remind you one more time today. Download the Ikes app. You're going to have to use an email to sign up in the Ikes app once you've downloaded it. Send me that email to plusprizes at gmail.com, P-L-U-C-E, right here, plus, P-L-U-C-E, and I'm not turning the sign on until we get to Club Plus because it blinks too much. Send an email that you signed up for the Ikes app to plusprizes at gmail.com, and 20 of you will be selected for a sandwich from my boy Ike. He's picking up lunch for you. Your coupon will go to your app. So anytime you're around the Nikes, you just pull that bad boy out and say, here it is. I'll take my sandwich. Thank you very much. You can get a Damon Bruce. You can get a Jamie Sirewich, one of my favorites. I like the Adam Richmond. I like the Madison Bumgarner. I like the Matt Kane. These are delicious sandwiches. We're going to tell you more about delicious whiskey when we get into Club Plus, where we start getting into the chat 
and go ahead and uh, talk to you about all the fun things that you are talking about on the chat line. But we still, we don't want to get flagged by Twitter for they think that I'm playing a Ghostface Killer song when we do the, and like that, he's gone. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going to be back live at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, so we'll see you there once again. But don't you go anywhere, because Club Plus is about to start. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening here on the podcast. And I want you to remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.